from Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day our Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house has known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, it's time to get ready for Christmas. Trudy's song that we all got to sing a little bit ago is such a great way to start off our worship today. And as Christmas music comes over the speakers in grocery stores, as we decorate our church and our houses, as we prepare our hearts and our homes for Christmas, we begin this first Sunday in Advent with Jesus providing the basis for the Left Behind Rapture series. Happy Advent! Thank you, Jesus! <laughs> I go through this pretty much every year. I get so excited for this season, for all the preparations we do as we get ready for Christmas. I spent most of yesterday twirling around my house and making Greg and Hadley tell me how much they loved my new blue hair. <laughs> it was often, and they love it, right, Hadley? Yes. <laughs> I love this season. I love Advent. And every year, I forget that the lectionary, the calendar of scripture texts we use for each Sunday, always has some kind of apocalypse for the first Sunday of this season. It's like a record scratch in my excitement. Yeah. Happy Advent. And we had some apocalypse texts a few weeks ago, and when I talked about it then, I explained that apocalypse is scripture, that in scripture actually is meant to reveal, to open the eyes of the reader or the listener. It often uses imagery and symbolism to say something to sort of irk us and get us to listen and open our eyes. And so, as I prepare, for this Sunday in Advent, I found myself pausing on my joyful preparations to listen for what Jesus was trying to reveal to us today. What was Jesus trying to instill in us with these difficult, apocalyptic words? Floods like the time of Noah, one will be taken, one will be left, a thief in the house. It's enough to keep you up at night. And I thought about that, enough to keep you up at night and maybe that is just simply Jesus' point. He does say about that day and hour no one knows, keep awake, you also must be ready. And so what if Jesus is just simply trying to get us to wake up using this language? Amen. Jesus probably wasn't describing literal scenarios, but using the imagery of apocalypse as a way to open our eyes and the eyes of his disciples Jesus is trying to wake us up. Happy Advent. Jesus was trying to get us 
to see what he was doing. And in our Romans text, Paul reminds the church in Rome of Jesus' words that the time for sleeping is over. For the church in Rome, their sleeping was one of sin and brokenness, of reveling in drunkenness to the point of destruction, of separation from them and their church and their families, of debauchery and licentiousness to the point of harming others and ignoring those who are in need or were vulnerable, of quarreling and jealousy to the point of breaking down relationships in their church, in their families, in their lives. To Paul, the church in Rome had been asleep, focusing on their own wants or brokenness over the needs of those around them. And this message of wakefulness was probably not easy for the Romans to hear, and it's not always easy for us to hear either. I think a lot of us don't feel compelled to keep awake the way that Paul or Jesus implores us, metaphorically or literally. Honestly, I like sleep. I need sleep. I'm never getting enough sleep. And I don't know about you, but I don't really stay up for much anymore. When we were kids, I appreciate the extra laughter, Pam. Thank you for that. When we were kids, we might keep awake waiting to catch Santa by the Christmas tree. Maybe we stay awake with excitement for a big trip or a fun day. Maybe we stay up to catch a new show on TV or to go to a midnight viewing of a new movie on opening weekend. When was the last time we did that? I don't do much of that anymore. Having a toddler means I don't do much of anything past 8 p.m. anymore. Now, if I'm keeping awake, it's usually not on purpose. It's usually because I'm having some kind of anxiety spiral, like reliving that moment I called my third grade teacher mom over and over and over again. It might be that I'm going on a big trip the next day, and instead of excitement and joy, I'm struggling to fall asleep because I am thinking about all of the things I need to make sure that get in the car, and knowing that at least one will be forgotten, and it will be the most important thing. When I want to stay up, I often fall asleep, and when I want to sleep, I often find myself awake. There have been times I've wanted to stay up to finish a movie or a TV show, and I often find myself asleep on the couch, having missed the most important part. When I want to wake up early, and I know that I'm going to need to go to bed early so I can get some semblance of sleep, somehow those are the nights where I cannot sleep until sometime after midnight, and I wake up far more tired than I ever would have been had I just waited and gone to sleep at a normal hour. I don't really keep awake for anything on purpose anymore. And from the nods and the laughter and the amens, I know some of you are like me in this. And so talking about keeping awake, even metaphorically, is sort of hard for us, right? And maybe you are like me in this, and you're feeling this hardness, this difficulty in keeping awake. Maybe you are like me when I was a kid, excited and joyful and ready to wake, like, like the eagerness we had on Christmas Eve. And I think that that's what Jesus, what Paul, what both of them are hoping for with this command to keep awake, to wake up, to be ready. Because we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's in store. And maybe it is a left-behind movie, I hope not. But Jesus is calling for us simply to just prepare for him, for Jesus to come again, for God's kingdom to come in its fullness, which is about as advent as you can get.
preparing and joyfully waiting for the birth of Jesus, then Jesus' call for us to get ready is pretty appropriate. Happy Advent, right? Amen. And Paul gives us a good idea of what that wakefulness, that readiness might look like. He says to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just need to look at Jesus' life, his ministry, and his calling to us to love God and to love our neighbor to know what that looks like. Jesus shared generosity and welcome for those who were most marginalized, most outcasts, and he fed those who were hungry and welcomed tax collectors and sinners to his table. As we prepare for Jesus in our own lives, we prepare using that same generosity and welcome to all those we meet. Jesus was inspired and motivated through God's goodness and grace, healing and providing forgiveness to those he met in his life and ministry. As Jesus healed and forgave those he served, we prepare for Jesus in our own participation in God's goodness and grace in our community and in our world. Jesus sought peace in the face of violence, love and for those in sorrow. As Jesus shares his peace and love with us, as we prepare for this coming Christmas, as we prepare to once again celebrate Jesus' birth, we seek peace and love in our world too. This is what putting on Jesus looks like, what waking up from our sleeping shadows of apathy and brokenness might look like, to put on an armor of light instead of hiding in the shadows of our world, to put on generosity, welcome, goodness, grace, peace, and love, so that at whatever unexpected hour the Son of Man arrives, whatever unexpected hour God seeks to use us to care for those around us, we can at least try to be ready. And the truth is, all we can do is try. And sometimes it is hard to keep awake. It's not always so easy to put on Christ to prepare for the unknown. We often get pulled in so many different directions in our lives that we find ourselves just trying to get through each night, get through each day. Sometimes our eyes are tightly closed to those around us who are in need, Maybe we find ourselves sleepy with apathy for those in need, for those who are experiencing homelessness, for those who are seeking justice, for those who are pushed out onto the margins of their churches and their families. Maybe we're just exhausted with all that preparation takes, finding ourselves just napping for a minute so that we can take a break from all that Jesus calls us to. Maybe we're just trying to hit that snooze button one more time on all this excited and joyful waiting, hoping that eventually we will feel more awake, feel more ready, feel more able to face the unknown just a bit longer. Even if we find ourselves a bit sleepy this Advent season, Paul's right. Salvation is still nearer than we even know. Whether we're ready or not, Jesus was born into this world as a child in a manger, sharing his generosity and welcome, his goodness and grace, his peace and love throughout his life and his ministry. Jesus went to the cross so that we too can be clothed with his shining light. Jesus died revealing the brokenness of this world, and Jesus rose from the dead, waking us up from the shadows of sin and brokenness with this new life of grace and love so that we too can go out into the world, ready or not, with generous and welcoming hearts, shining with the armor of light Jesus gives to us, 
so that we too can have our eyes open to those we meet, that God might use us to share God's goodness and grace with others, so that we too can experience the peace and love that Jesus gives to each and every one of us, and share this peace and love with those we meet this season and all year long. So we prepare this Advent season. We get ready for Christmas, excitedly waiting and joyfully preparing for Jesus once again. Whatever this season might have in store, we get ready for Christmas together. Happy Advent. Amen. Amen. Amen.